Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. You guys know Sierra got married last year. It's a lot of work. Oh boy, was it. It's a lot to do. And one thing that really helped her figure out what to do first, where to access certain resources, how to get people to know where they were supposed to go for a wedding. Zola. With Zola, you can discover venues and find vendors easily. You can message and book vendors right on their website. And truly, when I say that that was the first part that we had to do and also one of the most intimidating and hardest, it's so nice to just have them all listed right there and be able to talk to them right there and then. They also have free planning tools, which is really helpful because you don't know what you don't know. And if when you go to Zola, you have a guest list manager wedding website templates, a budgeting tool because dang, can a wedding get out of hand real quick? Mm -hmm. It could all eliminate so much stress and you'll save so much time all because it's like a one-stop shop. That's so true. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Hey, guys. I'm Jerry. I'm Sierra. We're ladies. And we tangent. What's up, everyone? Hello. How are we doing? How are we doing? We just got off a live. We did. It was intense. Where we were kind of pre-gaming for this episode because this is Faith 2.0 and there's going to be very little intro because we have a lot to cover. Yeah. And, um... I'm also having a panic attack again. <laughs> yeah. So like if you it's, hear a lot of like breathiness or um, mm-hmm. just ignore it like I am. <laughs> Sorry, Birdie is like getting into this. Well, I guess this would be a cool time to share this thing. Hold okay. on. Oh, God. It's my ass. My ass. Okay. We have a giveaway. Yes, we be, do. Be on the lookout on our Instagram for like the actual details of it. Because we but... don't know yet. <laughs> Handmade by Kaylin sent us some of her macrame. She's got some macrame wristlet holders. There's your own pair of boobies. boobies. Um, and then there's like a couple other things in here. Super cool, super cute. There's a super cute freaking um, what's that called? Cact- cactus cactus uh, rearview mirror hanger thingy. Yeah. You so guys cute. almost didn't get any of this. Like because we were like, mm, I might be mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I know I didn't show it on here. Um, we're going to show it on our Instagram. Yeah, we're going to show it on the Instagram. So head over to Ladies and Tangents on Instagram to see those. This is just like a lot of crinkly paper and I don't feel like unwrapping it right now. So yeah. apologies. Yeah. So what I said, what a good time to show this. Um, I lied. I lied <laughs> because it's louder than we thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I've changed my mind now. Okay. <laughs> this is also like, uh, that was my version of a toddler who broke something. And you're like, did you break this? And they're like, 
uh, maybe you come to my room and I show you what I built, though. And you're like, I don't care what you built. Did you break Did you this? Break this? And he's like, um, you know, maybe I do a play for you. <laughs> just, like avoid what's yeah. actually going on. Um, That's what we're trying to do. But we can't avoid the whole episode. So here we yeah. are. Yeah. I we're going to talk about our faith. <laughs> Happy gotta, Easter, everyone. I got to find I got to find my notes. Hold on. So here's the thing. I'll just I'll just dip them into this. Um, we did a faith episode in March. No. Yeah. March, April, April, April of, of 2020. 2020. So also, if you listen to that episode and it sounds funky, it's because we were not even in the same like we were. Mm-hmm. It was all COVID things. But we decided Which is one of the reasons that we were we decided to record it in the first place, because I feel like the beginning of the pandemic a lot of people were clinging to their faith yes. because it was such a scary, scary time. uncertain time. Yeah. But that's changed very quickly. Well, and just like we did an updated imposter syndrome episode, we are now doing an updated faith episode because like we've said before, you guys get to meet us, meet like three years worth of us. And you we're always just- changing. We're always growing as people should. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's important to revisit topics mm-hmm. like this because our opinions change. Yeah. Maybe just one of our opinions have changed. <laughs> I think Sierra stands pretty firm on hers. I um, knew I would. But, but I, was, it's okay. I went back and I listened and I jotted down the questions that we originally asked in the first one to see um, how our. Uh, <laughs> I did oh, not listen because I wanted to surprise. I wanted to surprise how our answers have changed, and mainly it's probably just going to be mine that have changed. Um, but we also on our Patreon shared a form, uh, opened it up to share stories from our listeners who have been impacted, um, by their faith and the reason yeah. that they are no longer affiliated with it kind or of like, struggling with it. Why did you leave it. the yeah. church situation? And not because we're trying to convince anyone to leave the church, but no. one of the biggest reasons for me changing my stance, spoiler alert, <laughs> is because of you guys. Yeah. It's because of our community. And I think it's important, especially with the premise of the podcast in general, uh, of connecting is like, it's not just about our stories. Yeah. Our belief system and and how we choose kind of what side to stand on is heavily impacted by the people that we care about and the experiences that they have. And we wanted to just share some of those experiences with you. It can also be very hard um, when you're surrounded by people who are so into their faith because that's a very big part of a lot of people's lives. That's why we don't want anybody to think we're like shitting on your like ideologies or Mm -hmm. religion or whatever. We don't like that's not it. But you have to also acknowledge that those things have caused trauma for other people and yeah. their stories also deserve to be told because a lot of times they are gaslit into believing that it wasn't a big deal. You're being dramatic. Or it's, that was just a bad one. That's yeah. not everywhere. Yeah. Um, and it's not fair that they're told by everybody because those people are so into their faith that what happened to them wasn't real or wasn't as traumatic as it is. And right. we want to um, just to highlight those a little bit and i also feel like you guys are all listening to us because there's something that you 
there's a commonality between all of us. And if you can relate to someone because of your struggles with mental health or a toxic relationship that you were in or you pooped a, your pants, <laughs> a similar sense of humor, then I feel like that is just the first step to opening yourself up to hearing someone else yeah. and allowing the humanality of someone else is humanality a word we're making it one right okay. now put it in the fucking dictionary webster um, <laughs> ladies tangents humanality and poop <laughs> oh no poot poot we did not come up with poop <laughs> no but poot is ours <laughs> we are heavily affected by poop um <laughs> i just feel like this is an opportunity to open your hearts um to the Lord Jesus Christ. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> this is actually <laughs> flipping it on you. No. Okay. So. Yeah. Open, become a little empathetic. I yeah. think it's important to hear other people's stories because you might be having a great time within Christianity or whatever your And I was. Faith I was. Is that you're kind of, you have blinders on a little yep. bit. And so when people are like, hey, that's cool for you, but this is what happened to me. It can be like, oh my God, you yeah. know? So. Mm -hmm. So, um, here are the questions mm -hmm. that we went through. Number one, where would you say you stand with your faith right now? And I think it was like on a scale of one to 10. What was my answer? Um, <laughs> you said that you don't believe in anything specifically, but you believe in something. And I was That's firm. Me. That <laughs> That's I me. That I was 100% like, I identify as Christian. I no longer identify as Christian. Um. I more so just have a spirituality and a connection to something. I don't I know what that is. Somebody that wrote in, and I hope it's one that I kept, I think it is, um, said more of like leaning, I think it is pagan based, but it's more mm -hmm. of leaning into like um, manifesting yep. love and just feeling energy. And yeah. things. That is always what I felt more connected to than like a strict organized religion. Yeah. There was something that I Since saw. Since I've gotten out of high school, at least. Yeah. That was called omnism or omnism if there's something problematic with that i haven't done a deep dive into it so please educate me if you have information on that but it the way that i had understood it from can you guess a tiktok, TikTok. <laughs> was basically just like believing in something but also holding people accountable for things it was basically just all of my belief system wrapped up into one yeah and i don't know why i felt the need to label what I believed that I just too, I guess I just wanted a feeling of belonging yeah so but I I have changed I agree with you um the <laughs> number that you gave yeah was between a four and a half and five okay do you agree with that still yeah okay I said eight <laughs> do you agree with that I would um, say mine's probably more no because yeah I think of like manifesting I would say more pagan based on anything for okay. myself but w and would you say how high are you in that belief? Yeah, I would say about two or three. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm very loose. At <laughs> loose with it. <laughs> That's what I've I'm heard. I'm so fucking loose. Right <laughs> that is what I've heard. Um, I at the end of that episode, we were like, "What does even spirituality mean?" And we kind of got bitchy about it. We were yeah. like, "I hate when people say that." And I'm like, now, yeah, I get it. I feel totally different about Me it. Too. I understand. We had people send us information. I'm like, oh, when you put it that way, like, yeah, I do understand it. Um. Yeah. And basically, it was I was just, just like, talking about um, when I was saying that I was specifically targeting an ex-boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> she definitely was. Yeah. So just so everyone knows now that <laughs> I was targeting an ex-boyfriend who was like, 
I'm just spiritual. I just feel <laughs> things. But what that really meant was you can't get mad at me when I go and do mushrooms for three days and don't fucking answer your calls or texts because I'm connecting with my spirituality. And it's like, okay, well, I thought you were dead. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. anyway, that's fine. Um, yeah, I would say my number is now probably closer to a three. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Three. We're in the so we're in the same spot. Three, four. I yep. love that I've brought you down with me. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Would you say your current belief system has changed, and would you have rated it different before? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think I've just gotten less like that. I'm. I need to. I am so open. Less narrow minded. I'm so open. <laughs> I am loose and I am open. <laughs> I yeah, like that. But I think I'm just more like, I think because Christianity was pounded into my brain that I thought that I had, sorry. Pounding? <laughs> you got a pounding, I did you? I was pounded. I'm open. I'm <laughs> no, but I think it was so like you Is have to have it, a- Openness and the looseness due to the pounding? Yes. Okay. 100%. No, no, no. It's it's in opposition to the pounding. Got it. Right? It was an after effect of the pounding. <laughs> yeah. A direct result of the pounding. That's not how vaginas work, so don't like be like, oh, yeah, no, we're I just making it. a joke. It's a joke, and oh I know that gosh. vaginas, they tighten right back up, so don't yeah. be like, mmm, whatever. Okay, anyways, um, <laughs> just had to do that disclaimer. What was I saying? Loose, vagina, pounding. Um, Got pounded into your head. Yeah, that I had to have like a specific name on it. That, yes. that the god himself had to have a specific name and a story. And like, I yeah. just don't believe that. I think we've got yeah. like a daddy creator. And <laughs> I don't think he has to have a. I don't think he's a. I think he's a woman. That is a god was a woman. Yeah. Um, or or not even a woman. I just think he's non-binary. As you keep saying, he. <laughs> I'm sorry. They. I think I, they're very. I think, think I feel my god is a gender fluid god. My. God isn't really a god; it's an energy. That's what I. That's what I mean. It's. I'm more so into the universe. The I universe too, is the a collective universe. consciousness. You want to know why? Like, because I've everybody's gone full like woo woo. I thought if I started speaking, I remember when I was deep in my faith that I I like had this panic that like if I said things out loud that like God was going to take things away from me. Mm-hmm. But also, He could read my thoughts, so they weren't safe. Yeah, there so either. like I was just like, God is good. God is good. God is good. Think it, think it, think it, think it. Don't question anything because if you do, yep. he's going to take all of this away from you. And yep. my life sucked ass then. And then when I started talking about how like whatever and just really putting energy, good energy out. Yep. Good energy came back to yeah. me. And isn't that amazing how that mm-hmm. happened? That like good things are finally happening to me. And I'm not a super yeah. Christian person anymore. I'm not openly praying and whatever anymore. It's just like I'm doing good things for the world. Yep. And so good things are coming back to me. Yeah. It's kind of crazy how yeah. that works. I don't know. Uh, obviously, my current belief system has changed drastically. <laughs> drastically. Um, and I, I'm not going to get into like so much of my story as to why it changed right now, because I think I'll probably reveal it as we share some stories. I'm just going to quickly go through these questions. Um, What do you think changed your rating? Like what made your number move for you? I feel like you changed your whole belief system from viewing it as like, as a Christian to now maybe your belief system is higher because you found something you more align with yeah. rather than yeah. So definitely. like your Christian scale is low, but your yeah other scale is like there's got to be a something ten centimeters working. dilated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> so true. Yeah, and like yeah, I just feel like 
I like this analogy. <laughs> Me too. My, I'm so wide open right yeah. now. Me too. To like receiving this good energy. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. but honestly, Same. I just, I feel like the, at that point in my life, because it was like 2020 was happening and yep. so many things were uncertain. I think the way I spoke in that was like, I know what I believe in my head, but also I have to be really careful because yeah. I don't want things to, like I still kind of in the back had that Christianity like it's hard like speaking in like don't fuck up don't fuck up don't fucking mm-hmm. say this he's gonna fucking take everything away from yep. you you're gonna burn in hell fucking ever and it's yep. like okay 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 uh mm-hmm. well I just I have some questions and maybe I don't <laughs> believe in maybe I don't believe in Christianity but I know that mm-hmm. God is real and yeah. like I just didn't want to f- but now I'm like nah man I don't think that that any yeah. part of that is a thing um that's whenever I've talked about like weeding your mind garden. I didn't realize that um, just so full of weeds. <laughs> it, it, yeah, that yeah. Christianity and Catholicism, I'm so sorry, mom. <laughs> yeah. Uh is a weed in my head. Yeah. And I don't think that anyone knew that when they were planting those seeds that it was a weed and it was kind of going to overrun and cause harm elsewhere to the other parts of your but that's what happened is i got scared and i was a people pleaser and i culture yeah there was internal hatred for just being a woman yep or for being bi yeah (laughs) yeah get out Are I'm you going to cut this out? No. I'm Leave not. It. I'm going to leave it in. Fuck it. Who We're bisexual. <laughs> we are. A lot of you guys already know that. But like, this is probably this the first time coming that out party, family is going to hear that. But you know what? Here's the thing. If our family didn't know, uh, there's nothing about me that I think has been. My parents never suspected me. They always thought my sister. <laughs> <laughs> She's the straightest person I've she ever is. met. Well, like I've said before, I would, I would question our parents <laughs> on how straight you are <laughs> i'm just saying i feel like there's a lot of fluidity in sexuality yeah. more so than we think than we think i'm so. hot right now i need you to know <laughs> for women this i'm is, hot for women it's <laughs> probably me coming out to a lot of people if i didn't tell you to your face mario kart erica i'm so sorry that this is how you're finding out you probably knew but i didn't know you were gonna do this this me is exciting i haven't come out to a lot of people either <laughs> course family like we do this together <laughs> this is our codependency showing it is and, and a lot of it was invalidated because we are with men so it's kind of yeah. like what's the point in coming out but like it's because i don't know i just feel like if you watch last so, year's pride episode oh my god you can tell i am sobbing like especially hard at the stories where people are like i'm i'm bi but i'm married to a man and i've never been with a woman and i feel invalidated and i'm like <laughs> right <laughs> Because you're like, I've had that attraction to women. Yeah. I, by the way, I'm watching Love Island season two, Australia, where the first yes. like, girls come up. I was like, yes. Mm-hmm. But it was it was kind of that situation where they're like, I haven't been with women, but I, I do find you the most attractive in the house and yeah. you're who I want to get to know and spend my time with. And that's kind of how I feel as well. It's like I like there are. It's not even like the jokes where people are like, oh, I'd be better off with a woman. Like, truly, I think sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That I'm. Uh, we're obviously very secure in our relationships. Yeah. See, I'm invalidating myself right now because mm-hmm. I'm like, why am I, why are we even telling people? Yeah. But it's because you're allowed to. And it's weird that we think that sexuality has to be so 
one you're thing. gay or you're straight and that's it. Well, that's the same thing as like you have to be a Christian or nothing or you mm-hmm. have to believe in this all the way and everything about this, but not this. It's like we're just big, wide open holes. Yeah. What do you want from us? Fill my holes. <laughs> Any of you. <laughs> and it's funny that like saying that. Again, you can tell we're at small town because I've said things about my asshole, things about yep. sex with men all the time. But like, I'm nervous saying like I'm attracted to women mm-hmm. sometimes because I of cannot how- believe that we're doing this right now. <laughs> I can't either. I'm proud of us though, and I, you know what, I feel okay leaving it in because yeah. we did it together. We do. Well, I kind you of started, did it and, I was, and like, I was like, "What? You gonna jump fuck? off this cliff with me or no? <laughs> no. What if I just left you dangling there? And I, I was like, stayed. Bye. I would have stayed out, and I would have respected you and yeah. not outed you to everybody. Thank but you. You I also at me like- secretly would have been like, you fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you said one, two, three, go, and then you didn't go. <laughs> Yeah. But we did not talk about that. So it was very much like I just ran off a cliff and so you were like, oh, my guests, here I go. <laughs> you had the rope tied to me secretly. And I was like, <laughs> just picture that like, <laughs> I knew that. Was <laughs> what was that? My wine <laughs> not the wine glass. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. Oh, yeah. Let's check and see if we have any sponsors. I am obsessed with clothes oh yeah it's a problem for me it's a problem for my closet Mm -hmm. okay and that's why i'm so excited to be sharing newly with our audience because newly is a way to try out trendy styles colors silhouettes all different kinds of things that maybe you've been interested in but are like gonna make your bank cry Mm -hmm. now you can rent them for a period of time and then you just ship them back for just 98 dollars a month you get your choice of any six styles each month access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing that's another beautiful thing Mm -hmm. because a lot of places may not have options for everyone and this has so much diversity not only in the brands that they offer but also they have fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus the option to buy what you love. It's fun, it's sustainable, and you can save because you get to try out a bunch of stuff that you like, or maybe you're like, I don't know, maybe I would like this. And then you get it and you're like, ah, I don't think that's for me, but there's no commitment to buy it unless you really do love it. And you're like, you actually can't have this back, Newly. Mm-hmm. I'm keeping it. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off of your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code tangents 20 just go to n-u-u-l-y.com that's newly with two u's and enter the code tangents 20 and sign up to get 20 dollars off your first month that's n-u-u-l-y.com newly with two u's with code tangents 20 newly subscription clothing rental change your clothes do you think seeing a therapist or psychiatrist would be helpful but you don't have the time to actually find one and meet with them or afford them? Try Talkspace. By doing everything online, Talkspace has made getting the help you want easy, accessible, and affordable. Honestly, a lot of times you make that appointment at your appointment you already have. I don't know when I'm going to schedule my breakdown. I don't know when I'm going to need to talk to somebody. And with Talkspace, it's so nice because you can send messages to your therapist so you don't have to wait for your next session. Talkspace therapists can help with any specific challenges that you might be facing. And it's the number one online therapy platform with licensed therapists in over 40 specialties, including anxiety, depression, substance abuse, relationship issues, so much more. Plus, therapy can help you find the tools to cope in difficult times and just be a guiding light. So like maybe you're not going through something really intense, but you just have like, I don't know, a work issue or something going on with a friend of yours that you just need an outsider's perspective. 
And Talkspace is amazing for that. They also are in network with most major insurers. So check in on that. Yeah, absolutely. If you got it. Plus, as a listener of this podcast, you'll get $80 off of your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash tangents and enter promo code SPACE80. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash tangents and enter promo code SPACE80 to get $80 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash Tangents, promo code SPACE80. Ladies and Tangents is sponsored by Claritin. Luckily for those that live with symptoms of allergies, you can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I will tell you, it's so funny because in my household, Corey recently was like, I think I'm getting a cold. I'm getting a cold. I'm getting another cold. I'm like, hey, babe, I think you have allergies. I think maybe you just need to pop one of these pills. And guess what? All of his symptoms went away. I'm like, "Mm, I don't think it's a virus. I think it's just weeds. (laughs) And I also know that whenever I go to Sierra's house, my allergies kick into place because of a certain pet. (laughs) So true. And thankfully, I'm able to enjoy all my time there. Now, just after I take a little Claritin D, clears me right up. All my (laughs) symptoms are just like, what cat? (laughs) Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. Get non-drowsy relief for allergy symptoms with Claritin D. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful release is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Anyways, what you did to me is you made me go off the cliff with you. No, but I'm glad we went. Yeah, me too. I'm glad we jumped. Okay. We're just going to skip some of these. Let's just get into the stories. Let's freaking do it. Yeah, let's just get into the stories. I got a lot of stories. You don't want to talk about anything else? We'll tell our stories in between the stories. I think so. I'm going to (laughs) turn myself towards the camera because I'm a new woman right now. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, The first one. Hi, my name is... uh, These are going to be not fun. Just so everybody knows. Mm. Um, I will do my best to announce the trigger warnings before they come, but there's going to be a lot because... What is this on the blanket? <laughs> Trigger warning for religious drama, but also just a lot of there's going to be a lot of Trigger you know. warning for what? Emotional, sexual, physical, yeah, abuse. Yeah. Okay. And it's just hatred, honestly. Yeah. Um transphobia. I... Yeah. Biphobia, gay gay phobia, <laughs> <laughs> homophobia. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, this says hi, my name is Samantha. Pronouns <laughs> Sorry, I <laughs> Oh no. We got the giggles. Oh no. Oh, fuck. This is what used to happen when I was at church. <laughs> Me too. My, lo- my little gay ass is sitting in the field like <laughs> also PS. You ever had ADHD in a fucking church sermon? <laughs> 
instead of just like counting how many fucking pairs of feet were up there, <laughs> anything oh but listening to what the fuck was happening. I was counting lights every time. <laughs> yeah, every time. One, two, three, oh, wow. Four. She is praying up there. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, no, how many of each of these lights? How and many stars are up finally, there? Finally, when my mom caught on to it, we used to sit in the back. <laughs> she just give me her phone. I'd play Snake. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, fucking the iPad. <laughs> Hi, my name is Samantha, pronouns she, her, and one of my most prominent memories in the Catholic Church is this. I grew up in a small town in northern Alberta, in Canada, right? Mm -hmm. And my family went to a Russian Orthodox Catholic Church. Mm. One Sunday, the priest stood up in front, at the front, with a dozen long-stemmed roses. You already fucking know where this is going. He passed one to the young girl at the front and told us to pass it all the way around the pews, then pass it back up to the front. When it came back to the front, petals were missing. It was wilted from so many grubby children grabbing at the top, etc. By the way, it has thorns on it. It's weird that you would pass that to a bunch of kids <laughs> or whatever. Could have had a different analogy. What object are we being compared to today, lady? Also, what's weird to me, and I know it's going to keep going, but like, what's weird is you didn't tell them beforehand what it was yeah you were so, just like really touch up this fucking rose yeah if if i knew that i was holding someone's like worthiness body. love body in my hands i would take so much more care than if someone was just like hey hold this hey fuck up this rose for a minute <laughs> yeah okay pass it around hot potato that bitch from pew to pew <laughs> pew pew <laughs> um the priest took it in his hands basically cradling it and grabbed a fresh rose from behind him he gave us this long speech about how as a young woman not man mm -hmm. weird mm -hmm. that's interesting we should probably not look into that any further what would he pass around for the guys though did he no of, of course, course not. not but what would he um, if i'm a rose what is a guy banana sock <laughs> don't squeeze it <laughs> stuff's gonna come sock. out <laughs> If we let ourselves be passed around like this rose, we too would be tarnished, used, and dirty. <gasps> All I remember as a 12-year-old girl was how uncomfortable and shamed I felt. I want to be more, like, shocked, but I've literally sat through a sermon no, just I like this. No, I know that, but, like, I cannot, I cannot imagine a 12-year-old getting okay. that talk. Did you get consent from the parents? And if no. you did get- No, because what's- Creepy, because this happened to me, is they take you in a room away from the parents. That's so fucking gross yes. and weird. And, like, if you did get consent from the parents, shame on the parents. Yeah. Well, like, a lot of the parents, then, when we talk about it, would just be like, oh, yeah, it's true. Don't fuck. Or whatever. Because you didn't. <laughs> yeah. I'm certain. Right. Um... This God I was told of was supposed to love. Me. By the way, if we sound sarcastic and bitchy, it's just because this is how I deal with uncomfortable situations. So I apologize in advance for using sarcasm in that way. But like, I honestly cannot fucking believe what I went through sometimes when I look back at it because of how like, what? Now that I have a daughter, especially mm. imagining this happening to her makes me like one of fight people and also because i feel like so many of you are my family yes, like you're like just my children or uh -huh. my family so when i was reading these i was literally crying earlier i texted jerry and i was like i am sobbing right now because i could not imagine someone i love and that's how i feel for all of you mm -hmm. someone i love going through these things so the fact that that happened to so many of you and your parents let it or went along with it or were the root of it i'm so fucking sorry like i can't say that enough because 
no one deserves that as children, but especially from people who are supposed to love them. Because mm-hmm. I love you and I would never do that to you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. I'm also getting like more angry than me anything, too. That's yeah. Because I'm a protector. I've always been a protector. And so like I will be the one to fight battles for other people, even if it means that I get hurt. Yeah. Um, and I think that's honestly why I came out. Because yeah. it's like if you want to hurt people yeah who i love i stand with them i yeah, am so truly them. if you're that type of christian right now like we're not saying all christians we don't say that but like if you're the type of christian to like ugh, people based on their sexuality this is your chance to go right now because you're looking at two people or right change. now who yeah to change or to just realize that like maybe two people that you like that you look up to that you think as of as your you big sister to. are in this community of people that you think are living the wrong way yeah. Just a thought. Just a thought. Um, I will fight someone's Nana. I, I don't care. Fuck God. <laughs> I'll fight my own. No, I'm just kidding. My Nana is the most lovely person. Both of mine are dead. Oh, my God. Because they were homophobic and I fought them. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> they were nice ladies. Mm, they were. Um, this God I was told of was supposed to love me regardless of who I was. I wondered why if I didn't hurt anyone maliciously, it mattered who I let in my life. This is where it gets. So when I was assaulted a year later... A year and a half later, I spun into a spiral of how I was no longer clean, pure, etc. because someone else took that away from me. Just like that, so easily, my one-way ticket to heaven was revoked without my permission. I dealt with that hurt for years. It wasn't until I recently that I made up my mind about God and the church. I can do whatever I want with my body as long as I'm not hurting anyone. Fuck yes. That's me, not them. (laughs) Um, As long as I believe I'm doing the right thing, I can be whoever I want to be. The church messed me up real bad, but I know in my heart that if God really is out there, he's proud of me and my tattooed, premarital, living and fucking, multiple threads wearing ass. Hell yeah. Love you, ladies. Can't wait to hear your thoughts on this. Yeah. That That was honestly the part for me that made me like, ugh distance myself big time was yeah. because when that sort of like things started happening especially when I had my son because then it was like people really looked down on me when it just because I wasn't married I'm like you know that all of your kids are doing this too like literally <laughs> all of your kids are also doing the same thing I just happened to get pregnant so now you know for sure that I was doing it but like whatever but it was so weird how they I felt like dirty I literally mm-hmm. felt unclean dirty and like I was shameful which I mean I wasn't. It was my body. I was allowed to do with it whatever right. I wanted. Um, I was being, I wasn't being as careful, obviously. Well, I was going <laughs> like, to say, if like, if I would have had respect for my body as my body yeah. and not someone else's property. Yes. I think I would have made cared. different choices. Yeah. I think if I knew that I was in control and that it wasn't a gift that I gave to prove my love to yeah. someone, um, then maybe I wouldn't have given it to the wrong person. Because truly, I was... Before I was ready. I was told that my body is someone else's from the time we started talking about my body. Well, your body yeah. belongs to your future husband. Yes. That's what you're for. Your worth, your purity, your cleanliness, your mm-hmm. virginity, your body, everything belongs to the man you're going to marry. Mm-hmm. I never fucking once heard that about my quote-unquote husband-to-be. Mm-hmm. That was never a thing, but it was supposed to be mine was his. So right off the bat, I'm like, well, I don't own this. I'm yeah. leasing this bitch. <laughs> like, I have ne- I'm okay. Do what I want. I'm gonna talk about something I've never talked about um, 
I, I the first time I ever even like admitted it to my parents, I was like shaking and I felt sick and I don't know why I was so afraid for my dad to hear this, but I was like, what is he going to think of me? Even though I know that my dad would support me in it and he wouldn't think negatively, but it was because of that internalized misogyny that like this man is going to think that I, I deserved this. Yeah. When Sierra and I, and two of our other friends were on vacation, Mm -hmm. um, we, met these four guys and we hung out with them um trigger warning for sexual assault um we hung out with them and everything was fine yeah. and then so they were so nice they were and so we went and hung out with them again the next day mm-hmm. and one of our friends wanted to spend the night we had been drinking and i was like you know what we should probably not be walking back to our hotel yeah. because we don't know where we're at the area and we've mm-hmm. been drinking and so and so Eric- it made more sense. And these people were so nice. They were yeah. like, yeah, here, have this area, whatever. Mario Kart Erica is a runner. And so she. I be- <laughs> I had to be. I was like, I got you, girl. Because she-, she took off. She was like, I know the way back. And so Sierra went with her. I stayed with our friend. Yeah. Um, And I decided to share a bed with one of the guys mm-hmm. who had a girlfriend and he and he was I so he was so he like was the don't nicest worry one. he was literally the nicest one like we and he was like don't worry I have a girlfriend like you can just stay here so you don't have to sleep on the couch blah mm-hmm. blah blah um I woke up and to him trying to have sex with me mm-hmm. and if he had better aim like it would have been different um I have no idea what he did to me before I woke up mm-hmm. um and he was mad at me. Uh, it only stopped because someone walked into the room. Mm-hmm. And I remember he said, are you going to help me finish? And I said, I didn't help you start. <laughs> and that. I just rolled over and I went back to sleep. And I didn't realize that I had been assaulted until the next day. Uh-huh. And uh, not even that part. But it was because the next day we found physical marks. Yeah, we were in. We realized we had gone into the ocean, and I was kind of telling this story. And I was, as I was saying it out loud, I'm like, "You were telling it in a funny way because that's what we do." Yeah, because I didn't, I didn't realize. Um, I have other, um, I have other stories, and I think that that has um, kind of warped my understanding of it. And when we were in the ocean, I was like, my butt stinks it's it burning hurts. yeah and so i got up on my boogie board and i was like will you guys look and there were like cuts claw marks in my butt from this person i have no idea when this happened um like but grabbing he left physical marks on me mm-hmm. and i have i had a pair of his shorts until a month ago <gasps> i kept really? them I kept them. I wore them back. And in a weird way, that was my way of taking something uh-huh. from him. Uh-huh. Like he had taken something from me. And it was almost like, I am I have to have these because you, you, an eye for an eye kind of thing. Yeah. But I'm like, I need to release this. And so um, Shane threw them away for me. But like, I think if I would have... Well, that's so weird because I still have one of my abuser shirts and I feel like that's literally why I mm-hmm. still carry it around. That's so weird. I've, yep. I've just been like waiting for the right time to like burn it or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I feel like I need to like release it, mm-hmm. but it's just been in the back of my closet. That was just my way of feeling like I still had power uh-huh. of something. And I just feel like if someone had made me feel 
like my body wasn't for everyone else. Yeah. That, or that you would have to be ashamed that something like that happened because or that it was my fault because yeah. I didn't do enough or I didn't I shouldn't have put, put myself in that situation. In that situation. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. So that was that's why I get I those stories just like really frustrate me because I feel like it sets people up for failure. It, it sets you up to be hurt. Yeah, for, to have something of yours taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. I feel so fucking sick right now. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. No, no I, I've i been wanting to talk about that for a long time because I know that there's so many people this who can relate. We're just fucking letting it all out. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the whole reason I haven't. Like, I know whenever I talked about being vulnerable, but only what I feel comfortable with, these these are the things that I skipped. And yeah. it's because I, I felt the most shame for them. And it's because of Purity those culture. seeds that were planted. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, here's the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, hi, ladies. My name is Nat. She, her. I'm 23 and grew up very Catholic, which unfortunately for me came with a lot of trauma. Growing up, I had catechism. I only know this because of you. <laughs> every week from the ages of 7 to 14, which mm-hmm. for anyone who isn't Catholic, it's basically Sunday school, except you graduate once for a first communion and then again for confirmation. Yep. They would teach us prayers and weekly Catholic lessons, and some lessons were, in my opinion, not appropriate for children. Specifically, I remember one week the lesson was about fearing God. We were taught fearing God was a must, and we were bad Catholics if we didn't live with fear every day of sinning and not being forgiven. They also told us we should fear the devil and the consequences of not fearing both would result in things like living eternity in damnation and getting possessed. Yes, they taught eight-year-olds to live in fear of God, the devil, and getting possessed. This obviously sent my little eight-year-old self into a spiral, and I became extremely obsessed with this. I made sure to pray every morning and night, and if I would forget one morning, I'd spend the rest of the day praying in my head and fearing that I would spontaneously get possessed by the devil himself during elementary school. I started to develop extreme anxiety from this, and I'd stay up until three or four in the morning most, most nights praying in my head and feeling like at any moment I'd get possessed and have to have an exorcism the worst part is i started to have i started having full-fledged panic attacks from this in the middle of the night and because i didn't know what was happening to my body i thought it was possession after months of this i finally told my mom who was extremely religious and instead of comforting me and telling me not to worry about this or getting mad at the catechism instructor for traumatizing her child she told me as long as i kept praying everything would be okay I lived in this constant fear and had panic attacks for two years. I don't remember a whole lot from the ages of 8 to 10 except fear and anxiety. When I was 11, I moved to another state and attended another catechism, and I guess the combination of switching schools, catechisms, and growing up eventually made my anxiety subside, but I've never forgotten this and I still suffer from it. I can't watch scary movies that have anything to do with possessions without having a panic attack. I I know as soon as I was reading this, I was thinking about you. I can't even talk or think about it without feeling anxiety and having to distract myself from it. I stopped going to church with my parents as soon as I turned 18 and moved out. This experience has hindered my relationship with organized religion, the Catholic Church, and most unfortunately, my parents. I have a hard time forgiving them for not realizing I had extreme anxiety and giving me the help I needed, but I have to remind myself they didn't know any better. I started going to therapy in the last two years to deal with my religious trauma and found out my Hashimoto's syndrome. Did I say that correctly? Hashimoto's. 
syndrome likely specifically resulted from extreme stress and anxiety growing up, which I can't help but also blame on this experience. Nowadays, I go to church on Easter to humor my parents and try my best to avoid the topic of religion. Anyways, thanks for sharing my story. I love you guys and appreciate you talking about this time of type of thing, which I believe is super important to address. Mm. That I remember... I don't, I've talked before that I don't remember a lot from my childhood. There's something in here that says that. I think there's a person in here that. One of the things that I do remember, though, from CCD, apart from, which is catechism, um, apart from one of the guys we graduated with shoving cupcake um, frosting up his nose. (laughs) Because one day, our teacher just never showed up. What? We were just up there snorting cupcakes and no one fucking showed up. Um, but one thing I remember is that we had to do something called reconciliation. Mm-hmm. And so we had to go in this room and sit across from the priest and tell him something that we had done wrong uh, and uh. Um, that we wanted forgiven for. And then he was going to give us um, like, things to do right. in order to have that sin um, marked clean, like right. taken off our record. Um, and I remember not wanting to say something too bad because I didn't want a bad punishment. Right. And I didn't want him to think that I was a bad person. Um, and so I lied. Yeah. I said, I lied to my parents, which I mean, that was probably the truth, but like <laughs> that I made it up because I didn't right. know what to do. And then he told me that I needed to like say so many Hail Marys. And I'm like, I don't even know Hail Marys, right. but okay, sure. um, I'll try. And it was like, I learned that if I just did stuff, mm-hmm. then I'm forgiven. Like, yeah. I just have to check these boxes and then I'm good to go. Yeah. And so, like, it, it created a, an unrealistic and a problematic habit of just being like, if I do something wrong, I have to then do do something to earn uh-huh. my place back. Yep. Um, to be forgiven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it just feels so like, oh my God. It's like you owe your existence to someone else, which is like that yeah. thought process blows my mind. I also remember it, it reminded me of myself when um, they were saying that they would wake up in the middle of the night being afraid of being paralyzed and they would pray. I, for the longest time, would wake up in the middle of the night and say the Lord's Prayer over and over and over again because I thought that I was going to get possessed. I thought that someone was going to take over my body. I was terrified. The fear that religion puts in you at such a young age, which is crazy to me, by the way, because there's a big thing going around. (laughs) I'm going to talk about it. And sorry if I offend people, but it needs to be talked about where people are saying that our children are too young to talk about sexuality or to be taught things. Uh, We live in Ohio. So there are laws trying to be passed right now or that are getting passed about the way things are taught and gender identities and things like that like for some reason that that's gonna affect your children and if I'm getting angry about this it's because I fucking am because it's ridiculous that Mm -hmm. that is even a thing that we're doing when so many people are okay with teaching your children that they are going to burn in hell forever (laughs) at a very fucking small age and that's not gonna affect them but god forbid you tell them that gender sexuality identity is fluid holy shit gonna fuck them up forever but or or about you know, racism, things like that. 
no, no, no. You can't talk about that because they're children and mm-hmm. they need to be children. But I will tell to- them <laughs> that they're going to know about eternal damnation yeah. and that they're going to fucking burn in hellfire if they say a cuss word. Yep. So do you guys, can you, can you, can you understand? Can somebody fucking explain that to me, please? Like, yeah. I just need that explained to me and even where if, it could make sense to somebody because that will never make sense to me. And even if it's not, because I know that there's going to be someone who's like, well, we don't say that at my church. It's not hell. It's not damnation. We don't preach the fear of God. It's more so just like, we want you to be saved. Yeah. Okay. That but is what happens just when as, you're not? <laughs> yeah, that's just as scary. It, thinking that like your salvation is on the line. Yes. Your soul. Your connection to your family. Yep. Like if I'm a child and I get told, hey, you're going to be separated from the people that are, are your caregivers and that you love deeply and that you want to spend eternity with. Sorry. Oh, I if used you don't to go have... jump in this tub, you can't go. No, no, no. I used to have fucking panic attacks because me and my mom and everybody would go to church. We got baptized, all this. My dad did not. That was his. He was like, I'm not religious and every, yeah. whatever. And we were all like, my mom's like, who cares? Nobody was like forcing him. But I remember all the sermons that would beat into my brain that if you don't save yourself if you're not it was like you need to save the people in your life I felt like it was on me to try to save my dad because he is going to die and I will never fucking see him again he will be burning and it'll be on you and it'll be my fault that I'm just living up there trying to have a good time and (laughs) my dad is never gonna see me or his family again and that's on me as a fucking nine-year-old yep like do we I don't understand it. I don't understand how that's okay. Yeah. And I don't know if anyone else does this, but when you think back on memories like this, I don't picture myself as like seven-year-old Jerry being told by a priest to mm-hmm. say a bunch of Hail Marys. I picture myself as you now. As me now. Yeah. But like me now is not who was sitting there. A yeah. child was sitting it was a, there. It was someone y- younger than Noah. Yes. And now I when I I cannot I imagine them, telling that to Noah. When I look at these kids now that I have kids and when yeah. I'm like when I was babysitting and stuff, I'm like, oh my God. I could not imagine someone saying that to you or doing yeah. that to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's very sad. Mm-hmm. On to the next one. Oh my god! I feel like there's gonna be so many people that are mad. <laughs> but sorry, if you're mad, I'm sorry. I again, don't be is... mad at us. Be mad at the people who made your the religion thing that look you like this. Believe in be this, yeah, because they did it in the name of something that you believe in. That's something you should be pissed about. You should be furious. That, furious. Yes, and because holding if, them if there accountable. is a god, he should be furious. Yeah, and I think he would be. Yeah. Or she, or they, they, it. Um, she, her. Hey, ladies, this story isn't about me, but my dad. My dad was raised Mormon and went to a Christian Mormon school. The school was insanely strict and would use trigger warning for physical punishment. Paddles and rulers if my dad would mess up spelling or writing in cursive. Many times he would be kept inside for lunch or in recess because he was having a hard time writing in cursive. As a parent who has ADHD to a child who also has ADHD. That is infuriating yeah. to think about. But anyways, as any young kid. Ableist as fuck. Yeah, yeah very. As any young kid does. Um, and they would have him put his hand on the desk and hit his knuckles with rulers really hard. It, for not, do, not. Okay. 
If him or other kids in the class would speak out of turn or be disobedient, they would paddle them on the butt in front of the whole class. Some paddles would have little spikes and would leave bruising. Jesus. My dad grew up and separated from all religion. He has raised me and my twin brother to have our own religious freedom, and I consider myself an atheist. I assume if my dad had a better experience in Christian schools, he wouldn't have a negative attitude towards Christianity. Love you both so much. Yeah. That's like, like the thing is, too, when we're talking, there is obviously like just like the panic attack things, but there, there's like people have sexual physical abuse that is happening to them in the name of a religion and again if you're mad at us behind it yeah if you're mad at us for speaking out about it you should be 10 times more mad at those people for ruining what Mm -hmm. what is supposed to be a good thing yeah um i also wanted to say like one of the questions saying like what made your number move like why why did you change your stance um that just reminded me of the residential schools mm-hmm. that that Huge. was one of them Huge. um the fact that faith was used as a as, was weaponized mm-hmm. um by in politics yeah um and used to enforce and inflict laws on people when like there should be a separation of church and state that's what like, it literally fucking says in our government <laughs> but we yeah. don't we're allowed to do that when it comes to any of other religion but christianity yeah. that's confusing yeah um but that's what it reminded me of i i remember i think it was the residential school episode that we did and um the book burnings and the don't say gay yes. laws that were coming about and then also um I, like i said just how it was weaponized over the last year or two years is what made me say i can't go back mm-hmm. i won't go back i cannot identify um i'm going to say something um and i for a very long time only shared this privately because i didn't want to um out anyone but at the same time who am i protecting right um so i had mentioned i was on a worship team and when i signed up to serve at church i had to sign a paper and i was reading through it and one of the questions was about my sexuality really and essentially what it said was that if i was gay or if I was trans or if I was just any part of the LGBTQ plus community, then I could not serve. <gasps> and well, well, this was your second. This was the one that was supposed to be more open. Yes. The holy jeans one. Yes. Yes. And I every time I was on stage, I felt sick. Oh, that's because horrific. I know that there are people who are incredible musicians Mm -hmm. and incredible people, but just like that they could not stand next to me on stage because of who they slept next to at night. And like that, or who they were as a person. Yeah. Yes. And I, I couldn't do it anymore. Um, I use, I had cognitive dissonance for a very long time. And I was like, I, I, you can't do anything when you ask out of the club. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like 
I thought I could make a difference. I could stand up for what I believed in. And you're like, I'm going to change minds and we're going to go the way that, because truly, if you think about it, the Jesus that we are supposed to follow should Yep. Believe this, this, and this. He should be all fucking, yeah, mm-hmm. everybody. Sinners and all. Let's freaking go. First of all, the fact that it's not even a sin. No. But anybody, I love you all. So the fact that we have people who are like, yeah, I know Jesus says that, but we say fuck <laughs> no. Like, yeah. what? Mm-hmm. And so Shane and I were like, we can't. We can't do this anymore. We will not do this anymore because there's so you. many of you who we have met and we have heard your stories and we've connected with you. And I'm like, every time I get up there, I'm harming you. Yep. Because the funds that are coming from this place are going to politicians who are enforcing and writing laws saying that, that you can't you. be who I, you want to be. I can't stand up there and make Jessica feel good about yelling at her kid and you lose health care you lose your life like no sorry i i'm not doing it and i'm not calling myself anything that they call themselves because it's i know it's partly my responsibility to help dismantle something that is so problematic. That's why we wanted to talk about it. That's why I wanted to say that I've changed my mind, but I, I don't support it and I won't support it. So a girl proud of you. Thank you. It's very scary. Wow. I can't wait to listen back to the first couple episodes. (laughs) Because it really went the opposite way that I know. you thought. You're like, I know. I'm and I'm happy though. I'm really to... glad. Yeah, I'm no, glad. me too. I knew you would come around. Not but that, I but was I just scared. I was I so scared, and I like well, that's I, what said. I mean. It's like that fear is always in the back of your mind. That like, okay, I know this is wrong. It, in my head, I know this is wrong. I know this is wrong. But but cognitive dissonance. Yeah, but I was like, doing mental gymnastics. Yeah, but it, and then it's like that fear. That mm-hmm. fear lives in you from the time because you are told. Yeah. This is fact when we don't know that it's fact. But if you believe it, again, I'm not, this is not diminishing that. Your faith is your faith. Yes. None of it is fact that we know of. Yep. That's just, that's why faith is called faith. So the fact that there are people out there who are like, it is fact. And because yeah. of that, I'm using that fact to harm you. Yeah. Never, ever, 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 ever sat right with me. Or I'm using that fact to scare you. Yep. That, I truly, felt that if I stopped, if I stopped worshiping, if I stopped going to small group, if I stopped praying, if I stopped journaling, if I stopped writing worship songs, that God was going to take Ollie from me. Yeah. Because I was pregnant. There's a video of me pregnant as fuck on stage. And then again, with Forrest during the pandemic, I thought... I, I still got to I got to cling on to this a little bit because all of these good things home. are going to get taken away mm-hmm. from me. Mm-hmm. Yep. I hate that. I know. Yeah. So Hurts. heartbreaking. Hey, guys, we know that we're discussing a pretty heavy topic right now, but we are going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are golden retrievers which means Tubi is more popular than using meat-flavored toothpaste. More popular than never figuring out what W-A-L-K spells. More popular than kicking your leg when a human rubs your belly just right. Tubi, it's more popular than golden retrievers. See you in there. 
spring vibes are in the air. And when you bring in some of the beautiful flowers that are blooming around your house, you probably want to smell them and not your litter box. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Pretty Litter, you can. Seriously, nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odor. And I'm serious when I say that the, whatever magic is in those crystals, I cannot smell anytime. My cat will literally poop right next to me and I don't realize that she did it until I hear her litter box start going. It's lightweight, low dust and one six pound bag works for up to a month. Pretty Litter's crystals also change color to indicate early signs of potential illnesses in your cat like urinary tract infections, kidney issues and so much more. Which is super helpful since cats can't talk and that's important information to have. (laughs) So true. And if that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to your door. I know because whenever I go over to Sierra's, it's there. (laughs) have some seriously but it's so nice because i don't have to change it as much as normal but i still have some on deck then whenever i do need it and you won't run out and you don't have to go to the store and carry around a giant thing of litter go to prettylitter.com slash tangents to save 20 percent on your first order and get a free cat toy that's prettylitter.com slash tangents to save 20 percent on your first order and get a free cat toy prettylitter.com slash tangents terms and conditions apply see site for details um, this one, she, her pronouns. I'm not including my name because I feel like what I say is going to split the room. I am a Christian. I go to a good Christian church with people who are great to me, but I know it's not like that for everyone. I grew up going to a certain church that, while I understand the reason we were there, there was a pastor who I believe inflicted religious trauma on a lot of people in our youth group. Yes, he preached, and yes, he was good at getting a message across, but it slowly transitioned from being about God and our faith to being about the money we raised or how well we did in fine arts competitions. Don't get me wrong, I believe fine arts gave me so many opportunities that I'm so thankful for, but it has caused me to monitor my performances anytime I'm just singing in church to worship. The biggest example I can give is the Hillsong documentary. If you haven't seen it, I encourage you to watch it, even being a Christian myself. Basically, the Hillsong Church started using people's faith and journeys to make money. They always had the most expensive things, etc., whenever the money was supposedly going towards missions, etc. I would always compare this pastor and his family to those people. They always had the nicest things and made sure you knew about it. I was ridiculed so badly for not breaking up with the boy when I was in a toxic place. They had good intentions, but I think it mostly just made them look bad. They would push so hard for things that, yes, are great, but need to happen in their own time. Not everyone's faith journey is the same. So I quit going for a while whenever the preacher literally gave us a two weeks notice and abandoned us. There is still no real preacher at the church. The youth pastor has to step up and take full responsibility. But I did find another church with my boyfriend and I absolutely love it. They're there for the right reasons and they get that your journey is your journey. I'm currently being ridiculed by one of my parents about this because, quote, I went to church there my whole life and I'm being made to feel bad about what's best for me. I'm a Christian and a proud one at that, but I know religious trauma is real. It's just about getting to the right place. I hate that the people in the church have caused so many people to steer away, but I can't say I don't get it because I was almost in that situation. I know this probably won't get shared on the podcast, and I honestly am scared submitting this because I don't want to get looked at as a villain for being a Christian, but I know how good it can be, and it's so sad that there's so many people who are made to feel that this is such a bad thing. I love you guys. You've made me finally feel validated. I'm just asking for both sides to be told. I am really, really grateful that you submitted this. Mm -hmm. Um, I want you to hear me and believe me when I say I am grateful that you submitted that. 
Um, I, I don't want this to sound argumentative. I don't want it to sound invalidating. And I understand that I can't control how my words are received, but this is where I was mm-hmm. in faith 1.0. I think that it's important to share this because I was explaining to Sierra earlier that for me who was raised in the church and had so much of that fear implanted in me and also that like um hope that yeah. That belief that like there was this nirvana and there was this all-knowing love and there was this forgiveness. When you have so much self-hatred yep. and shame. Which the also, idea, by the way, gets planted into you by the church. But. Right. The idea that there is, it's almost like feeding itself. Well, I was going to say it's kind of like love bombing. Yes. It's very trauma bonding. It's very like tells you all like it's abusive relationship almost where it's like you're bad 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 ingraining in you sorry i'm gonna derail this for just a second that you're but it's bad like right from the start eve because eve was a woman and she did this then you are cursed forever we all have sins just yeah. for being born just for how you're born and you and have then to work the rest of your life to, to like not you know to be pure and whatever yeah. and it's like it is hard when you get told that but then they tell you i love you i love you i love you i'm here and they are all encompassing and love for you yep. but again it's it's conditional yeah. they tell you it's unconditional but it's not it's based on how you act how you perform what you do for them what you can give for them um if you're pure enough if you're you know whatever enough yeah. and then it's like if not i'll take it away yeah don't i'm going to take it away yep you but know i but don't worry, even if I take it away, I will give you all the tools that you need to come back. Here mm-hmm. it is. And like, um, I desperately wanted to feel like I was lovable and um, that someone saw worth in me when I didn't. And I think Shane can agree with that, that that was one of the reasons that he recommitted his faith, faith is that he finally felt like he could forgive himself if someone else was forgiving him because mm-hmm. he didn't feel like he had the power to do Not that for himself yeah and it's because it's because you were taught from the beginning to love something else more than yourself more than yourself Always. something that you can't see um, you just have to believe in. And and again, I'm not trying to say don't believe in it. I'm not trying to change your mind about it. If that is something that gives gives you, you like a self of purpose, gives you yep. happiness, gives you hope. If that's the reason you wake up tomorrow, I don't care. Yeah. I I am so happy that it is feeding your soul and your heart and your mind in a way that keeps you here happy, healthy, that helps you get from day to day. But I feel like when you are raised in that and you are surrounded by that, it is very hard when all of your self-worth and and the way that you experience love and hope and view the future, like the thing, the goal that you are working towards, which is being a good enough person to get to heaven forever. Yep. Going from being totally invested in that to nothing. Mm Mm-hmm. To having no safety net, to having Very no support. shock to the system. It is. It's like going from a hot tub to the pool. Yep. Or back again. It feels like needles. It feels yeah. like freaking so much pain. So 
stepping into a church that maybe has more rock music, more holes in their jeans, more leather jackets, yeah. more tattoos. We feels, tell you we accept you all, but... I'm still going to make you sign a paper that says if you're, that you're gay, not gay, you can't sing on stage. Yep. Um, but so, no, we love everybody here. We accept you and all your flaws. Don't be gay. Yep. <laughs> don't be gay. Swear to fucking God, don't be gay. <laughs> but... But we love you. Yeah. So I look feel, at my leather jacket. <laughs> so I feel like, for me, I felt like I was going in I the did right the same direction. Thing. I did the same thing, and I felt like I was doing the right thing. Like, oh, it's not that Christianity is bad. It's just I was with the wrong. So super tight churches. I'm not yeah. at a super conservative one. Look how loosey goosey these yeah. people are. But they have signs. They're and stuff. all teaching. Photo walls. Yeah. They give out donuts sometimes. And so when when that, like when you say things like, I'm not a villain and, you know, not all Christians, it, it to me, sounds very like not all men yep. kind of thing, which is like, we're not saying that all Christians are the villains, but we're saying there are enough of them that are not good people that have done not good things to people. And that needs to be t- held accountable. There are women who are at risk of being charged with murder yep. for having a miscarriage, miscarriage. because oh, that there makes is me a fucking sick. There is a belief system that prioritizes a fetus over a, a woman, a, a human, human woman, life. um, and or person. Yeah, I can't. I can't support that. I cannot, um, I can't make excuses and say like, oh, I know. Because who'd you vote for? Mm-hmm. Who'd you vote for? Mm-hmm. What, are, what are, and what is your reason for voting for them? Because nine times out of 10, if a Christian supports um, gay people, trans people, they are still going to vote for the people that are trying to take rights away. They're still going to vote because of abortion. Yeah. I'm yeah, going to support yeah, yeah, yeah. this person because I, uh, I'm pro-life. And I hear you, but are you pro-trans life? Are you pro-gay life? Are you pro-black life? Are you pro-indigenous life? There are so many politicians... Immigrant? Immigrant life, Hispanic life. There are so many politicians who are doing harmful, harmful things to people. And also people with uteruses because yes. abortion is health care. Yes. Sorry, but it is. And it's, it's frustrating to watch people be in so much pain because of a belief system that's not even supposed to have anything to do with our laws. Mm-hmm. We're in a country where we're not all required to follow, follow the that same religion. faith. Yeah. So why is your belief system something that we have to follow? Controlling my body. Yep. Or who I love or who, like what I look like. It's whether someone lives, has access to health care. It's, it's, it's just honestly, it's enough. Yeah. <laughs> It is enough. enough. I'm not saying that you can't like the Bible. I'm not saying that you can't like the music, but understand how it's being weaponized. Yes. And what are you doing to dismantle that? Mm -hmm. 
because it's making a mockery of your belief system. Yeah. Plain and simple. Agreed. Okay. I really do. And, and and again, that's not us being mean. That's not us making you a villain at all. At all. No, because I was on the freaking this worship was Jerry. team. This, this was, was literally me. Jerry like a this year is, or two ago. And this is me taking a stand saying, you're making a mockery of something that saved my life. Yeah. And it did save my life. Yeah. And I'm not going to sit here and, and pretend like the book that I suggested wasn't super helpful for me, that it didn't carry me from one day to the other because it did. Yeah. But I'm okay now. Yeah. And I can step back and I can look and I can acknowledge the harm that it's doing as well. To and, others. Yeah. And I'm not going to. And to you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not I'm not going to say like, well, it helped me that one time because that's just like saying, oh, that guy who abused you. But he was so he was nice. so nice he to did- me when I dated him. He was yeah. a super nice guy, though. Yeah. Like I had a really good experience with him. So like, oh, sorry. Right. It's like, well, he but not all guys are like that. Give him a give another one another try. Yeah. Right after someone just experienced horrible. You know what? We've yeah. done enough analogies. I think you get yeah. it. <laughs> And if you don't, I'm sorry. Again, this is not us saying all people, but I don't think I need to say that every single time. Because if you don't identify with those people, that's fine. But understand that your religion has enough people that do. Right. That it's that it's a problem enough to speak on it. So. Did I, is that okay? Did I say mm-hmm. okay? <laughs> Here I am picking all my nail polish off. Thank God one of you sent me peelable nail polish yeah, to protect so my nice. nails. Thank you so much. Um... Okay. Hi. To start off, thank you both so much for bringing this topic to the surface and letting people share their stories. I have so many stories. I just realized. Okay. We got to really race through these. Yeah, We're going to try and do a few more, but if this is something that you guys, I don't know if it's cathartic for you, if it's validating for you, and this is something that you would want to hear more of, Mm -hmm. we can do another episode like this. Um, Probably not next week (laughs) but like take a little bit of a break from it but if this is something that you would want to um hear again let us know and we can share more we have more a lot more hi to start off thank you both so much for bringing this topic to the surface and letting people share their stories you guys do an amazing job comforting us bringing light to heavy topics and you both make us feel like we're not alone so so much love anyways my my name is lexi she her i used to go to a pretty well-known church also known as a millennial church. This feels very much like, yeah. Okay. I started attending in person at the closest campus to me and was soon wrapped up in serving for the church. I got involved with our youth ministry, and when I first started, it was great. Our pastor was super involved, communicated well, and our kids seemed to be really happy. After about six months of me be- six months of me becoming a youth leader, we had a huge event happening for our kids. It was a seven-day live stream and some in-person meetups, so worship and connecting with others through each throughout the campuses, throughout each campus. Jesus. On the seventh day was baptisms. This was supposed to be a huge deal, and I noticed that our youth pastor and his wife were literally gaslighting our youth and leaders into getting baptized just so we would have the most numbers for our campus. When they found out I wasn't baptized yet, they gaslit. Is that even how you say it? (laughs) Yeah. Me so hard that I felt pressured to be baptized, and I did it. After that, I finally confessed how it made me feel and let them know that I thought that that was wrong. 
They acted like they were sorry. And then literally the day after they removed me from the group chat we had, fired me from being a youth leader. And when we went to church that following Sunday, our youth pastor and actual church pastor introduced themselves to me as if they had never met me before. The fucking definition of gaslighting, by the way, which is just like making you feel like you're crazy. Like, no, I don't even know you. Um, I was completely shocked and turned right around and went back home. It was insane. And soon after, I decided that maybe I should focus on my faith and find another church. About a month later, I'm attending a new church and I get a Facebook message from my old pastor. And he said to me, I'm completely disgusted that you would leave your own church behind and betray your church family like you did. I was mortified at that point. I felt so bad, but I knew it was the right thing to do. A lot of people put so much into this specific church, and it's so sad how they get treated. It's been about nine months since all this, and I've done everything I can to make it known how they really treat their, quote, employees and what they really do with the money that is given throughout the service. Now I'm happier and not ashamed of my church or my faith. Thanks so so much for letting me get this off my chest. Thank you for sharing that. Yes. (laughs) Okay, okay. This one's. I'm sorry that we're not like deep diving in this. We're just we we want to get through as much of these as we can. And I feel like we've hit a lot of spots that are going to start now becoming. Yeah. Um, Just reiterating the same point. Hey, ladies, I'm a recent fuckable bunny and I love (laughs) (laughs) love that. And I love watching the podcast and feeling like I'm not the only one. I have loads of religious trauma, but my favorite story comes from my pediatrician. What? Yeah. The doctor for children. Anyway, I was 16 and I had my first UTI. When I went to the doctor, I started describing my symptoms and with wide eyes, my pediatrician shoes my mother from the room. She then asked me if I am sexually active. Feeling like I could trust my doctor, I told her the truth that I was. As soon as I told her this, she immediately began telling me that I need to wait for marriage and that my mother and I should get lunch and read the Bible together. I was mortified and tried to explain that I did not have the same beliefs as her. This she heard none of and continued to tell me how I need to turn my life to Jesus. Until I turned 18, my pediatrician would, quote, follow up with me on this issue every time I saw her. Finally, I switched to a new doctor after that. And while this one tells me to eat less, laugh my fucking ass off. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Doctors! At least she doesn't tell me I need to save myself for Jesus. Sincerely, a sexy sinner. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's so... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. What, what an absolute overstep. Yeah. Again, separation, people. Yes. Like, you're a doctor. You're not a fucking pastor. Do your job. And, like, can you imagine if there Give was... Give me an antibiotic. Can you imagine if there was a Buddhist or a yeah. Islamic doctor who was doing the same yes. thing? Can you imagine the uprising that people would have? Oh, yeah. But probably nobody batted their eyes about that. Just be, like, that's what I want to, like, put in people. Do you understand that, like, if it was any other religion, that would be such an overstep? Yep. So it is <laughs> such an overstep. This is from Peyton. She, her. I previously shared the story of my grandma visiting me from beyond the grave after passing away from ALS. Before her death, her diagnosis caused our family to turn away from the Catholic Church, despite my family being completely devoted to their faith for their, enti- for their whole lives. Sorry, My grandma was a very religious woman and never missed church. However, none of her children married Catholics, which the priests were not happy about. When she was diagnosed, she had a hard time accepting that this was God's plan for her. 
She went to her priest where she was told to her face that God was punishing her for her children's sins (gasps) and that she would never make it to heaven. As my grandma's condition progressed, my grandpa stopped being able to donate to the church. The priest retaliated by selling her plot (gasps) so she couldn't be married with her family. Buried? Sorry. Yes. (laughs) Did I say married? Yes. Oh, my God. So she couldn't be buried with her family. When it came time for her to pass away, the church refused to perform her last rites. (gasps) Yeah, I cried at this one. My grandma was the most incredible woman and didn't deserve to have her church turn their back on her in her time of need. There are other things that happened around the same time, but this is the primary reason my parents decided not to raise me or my sisters in a church. My parents instead taught us that it's your actions that make you a good Christian, not your weekly attendance at Mass. That makes me sick. Oh, it made me physically ill. The first, when I read that, I wanted to throw up and I was like sobbing. I, I feel like I'm levitating out of my body right now. I, that makes me just to know that fucking sick. someone is scared and that they're yes. about to leave this world. And the, the least you could fucking do is make them okay with their transition. Yes. And you can't even fucking do that because your pride, your religion, yeah. like. Literally makes me sick. Uh, especially knowing how devout she was. Mm-hmm. Thinking that someone wouldn't honor her. Yeah. Like, I, do, I, don't know how any, I don't know how anyone lives with that. That's what I'm saying. Like, how do you live with yourself? after? And they, they probably justify it to this day because she didn't follow this, this, and this. And, like, how do you justify that? How do you sleep? I don't understand. I I have no words for that. Mm-hmm. I just anger. Mm-hmm. Well, there's more where that came from. <laughs> Great. <laughs> okay. Um, Amazing. Megan, she, her. So I can't say I have a specific event in the church that affected me, but just the situation and teachings as a whole. I remember as a child praying so hard to lose weight. I might have been six and adults in the church were 100% the cause of that. I can remember laying in bed at night crying because I did something a child would consider bad and was so fearful that I was going to hell for it. For the majority of my life, I thought something was wrong with me because this is so, by the way, is just exactly how I was. I thought something was wrong with me because God never spoke to me or showed me signs, which they would preach and preach and preach and preach and preach about. You'll hear God. God will show himself to you. God, And it never fucking did for me. And I was like, what am I doing wrong? When I was most devoted to my faith, I was getting nothing. I'm sorry. Um, I wondered why he ignored me and cared so much for everyone else. In adulthood, I strayed away from the church and eventually stopped going altogether. I'm not religious in any way, but of course my family is, and they for sure judge me harshly on the fact that I don't believe what they do. My father actually begged me to just believe because, quote, what would it hurt if you're wrong? But I didn't have the heart to tell homeboy that even if God showed himself to me today, I wouldn't follow him because, like, yikes, no offense. Trigger warning mention of child predators. I've also seen firsthand how predators use church to hurt and have access to children, and the majority of the time it's ignored or covered up. That's just the rundown of my experience with religion. I can say I'm happier, mentally healthier, and have way more going for me now than I did did when I was involved with the church. 
I'm trying to raise my daughter now with no ties to religion, but the tools to question everything and explore all religions, including the lack of one, and decide for herself when she's old enough to. I for sure don't think the teachings and stories of the Bible are appropriate for children. Anyway, thank you for both creating a safe space for those of us. Thank you both for creating a safe space for those of us in the Bible Belt who don't exactly Bible. It's easy to feel like an outcast when you're surrounded by people who have polar opposite beliefs as you and see you as a bad person just because of it. Love you. I feel so very lucky to be someone who, um, how do I say this? To be someone who grew up in a place that I wanted to escape, mm-hmm. to be able to offer that escape to people yeah to be surrounded by things that you don't want to be surrounded by yeah that literally go against everything that you are yes believe yes I am so thankful I'm so happy that we get to be a place that you can virtually escape to yeah to get away from that toxicity because that is terrible I cannot stop picking I know I am like This next one's going to do it to you, too. Great. Okay, sorry. It's a good one, though. Nicole, she, her. Well, it's not a good one, but, (laughs) you know. Hey, ladies. So my faith journey has been a ride. I've been a Christian my whole life. I've wavered a time or two, but my faith has always been a part of me. Four years ago, at the ripe old age of 24, I realized I was gay, and my whole worldview just crumbled. It's sad because I didn't lose my faith in God when I came out. I lost my faith, faith in people I really loved and cared about. Half of my conservative college friends couldn't get past my sexual orientation. Conservative college, too. Like, you're going, yeah. that has to be so hard. When my home church started the journey to become affirming, which I, as a recently out queer leader of the church, had to fight tooth and nail for, every single young person I grew up with left. It was the same story every time. I love you, but that's what I'd hear from them. I love you, but I can't accept your lifestyle. I love you, but you're wrong. God doesn't want this for for your life. I love you, but. But what? Because the God I worship doesn't qualify love, and I'm pretty sure we aren't supposed to either. It's been four years since I came out. I wrestled with my identity. I cried a lot. I thought maybe God wouldn't love me. And then I realized God made me. I am exactly the person they pictured for me to become. I am happier than I have ever been in my life and prouder of the life I lead than I ever imagined possible. Thank you for being a safe space. I've loved going on this journey with you, and I'm really grateful you've kept the podcast going. I hope you realize how important you and your journeys are to us. This is in parentheses. Oh, it's going I also want to share a poem I wrote with you during my coming out turmoil as I wrestled with my faith and my identity. It's one that spilled out of me and I never touched it again. I'll paste it below. It's called Glitter. I always said I thought being gay was okay, but when I realized I was in that category, I thought maybe I better check into that theory more. Like, do the gates of heaven slam on the queers, or as an outcast of the world, does Jesus have a special glitter-filled town for us up there? I like to think the latter, but lose sleep over the first one. You can't earn your way into heaven, but good deeds sure do help your case at the pearly gates, and now I'm wondering if every deed falls short because I like girls. If the rainbow is a sign of God's promise that he'll never destroy the earth again, does that logically mean gays are a sign of God's promise to always be extra fabulous? (laughs) I think it's sad most of my friends find more love in a gay bar than a sanctuary. Do you think Jesus would have told all the queers they were welcome to come in, but only if they made sure not to touch each other too much? 
How can people cringe at the idea of gay marriage because of the Bible when marriage in the Bible was a sacred bond between a man and his wife and a concubine or five? (laughs) My friends tell me they'll never step in a church again after how they've been treated, and I can't blame them. Two girls holding hands won't cause the furnaces of hell to break open the floor and eat the coffee hour cookies, but I think the old ladies in the back missed that memo. Is there a special place in hell for all the parents who call their queer kids abominations? I hope there is, and I hope it's a room plastered with mirrors so they have to spend eternity living with themselves. I'm learning as you I'm learning you can pray the gay out of my soul about as effectively as I can pray the hate out of yours. I wonder if people ever realize that when you spend all your time trying to save someone, you never get to know them. Wow. The two greatest commandments Jesus gives us is to love God and each other. And I don't know how we can fail so miserably at one and think we're doing enough. When we say love your neighbor as yourself, we put a lot of assumptions on how much we love ourselves. I don't know if there are glitter-filled streets waiting for me up there, but I think when I stand before the throne, I'll be able to tell Jesus the story of my life and that the love in it will be enough, that I will be enough. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. That's the exact reaction I had earlier when I texted you. Literally, when I texted you and was like, I'm sobbing, it was those the yeah. stories back to back. And I was like, holy shit. I've been like so angry yeah. um, this whole time that like I haven't allowed myself to like fully feel the emotion because there is my heart was beating. I don't know if you heard the emotion in my voice but my heart was beating out of my chest reading that just because I feel like there's so I feel like I could feel where you were in that time obviously not as like intensely but like that really phenomenal job because it brought me to where you were feeling at that time and like I I'm grieving yeah I'm grieving the loss of my faith yeah, and, and not, something not, that you not my faith, but what like you put my, your hope into. Yes, yeah, and I'm 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 going through the stages of grief with it. And you heard anger, and now there's sadness because again, like I I look at my kids, and yes, I know that they were born um with penises. <laughs> like I don't know how to say that any other way. Like yeah, they were born as quote unquote boys but I don't look at them as boys I do use he him pronouns for them but I look at Ollie when he wants his nails painted or when he wants to wear a dress and I wonder is that something you're gonna want all the time yeah and if it is are there going to be people who preach love all the time that are gonna make you feel bad for that someday yes, yes and like are there people who are like you who are growing up in a house with someone who doesn't think about those things the way that I do and are they Mm -hmm. in pain and where are they and like are they safe it just it makes me sick and I know that like I I am not physically living that reality but I know that it exists Mm -hmm. and it makes me sick to think that I was ever a part of something that was again weaponized to um hurt people or question the existence of them and plant negative seeds in their head and uh that was thank thank you for sharing that yeah um that made me like ugly cry into the wall (laughs) my face got so small my lips are probably huge no they look okay 
Do you want to do another one or no? We can do one more. I do have a good one to end on. Okay. This says, hey, ladies, my name is Isaiah, he, him, and my mom is a priest. Ooh. Yeah. Preacher's kids. You know, I feel, <laughs> I feel that. I had a child with one. <laughs> um, she wasn't always a priest. She was a stay-at-home mom when I was a kid. She went back to school when I was in fourth grade and was ordained at the end of my sixth grade year. Obviously, I was raised in a pretty religious environment, but I guess I always just took all the stories and religious concepts for granted and never gave them much thought. That all changed when I was in eighth grade. I started getting really into math and science, particularly astronomy. And once I started thinking about religion from a more evidence-based perspective, I had a lot of questions. Sorry, I have like a lot of spin in my mouth. (laughs) I've never had a profound religious experience. So personally, the lack of evidence for a higher power made religion a hard pill to swallow. Long story short, my angsty eighth grade self decided he was going to be a hardcore atheist. Except not only is my family religious, but my mom literally just got out of school so she could dedicate her life to preaching Christianity every Sunday. I should also mention that her dad, my grandfather, is also a priest. Great. So I was kind of scared of what their reactions would be if I told them I didn't believe in any of the religion that was so important to them. I was also scared of what the church would think, as having the eldest son of your new priest come out as atheist wouldn't be a good look. So what did I decide to do? bottle all that shit up and just pretend to go along with all the church stuff. For three years, I went to youth group, two church services every week, youth retreats, and all the other things your standard pastor's kid is expected to do. And the whole time, I was slowly growing more angry and more spiteful about the whole thing. My sophomore year of high school, everything really started to boil over. I was distant with my parents and they could tell something was wrong. At this point, I was so angry at them for, quote, forcing me into religion that I was telling myself I would cut all ties with them after college. I don't remember exactly how it started, but basically one night my parents confronted me and were like, what's up? And I absolutely exploded. I yelled at them for what felt like hours and just let out all of the things I had kept bottled up for the last three years. I told them I didn't believe in God. I told them how much I hated going to church. I told them that they had traumatized me and I didn't want them in my life. And my amazing mother just hugged me and said that they would always love me no matter what I believed. I said a lot of things that night that I regret and I could not ask for more loving or forgiving parents. After that, they stopped having me participate in church events besides occasionally asking me to go on Sundays. Turns out they really didn't care if I believed in God the whole time and I just made a big deal out of it by internalizing my feelings. Interacting with the church community was weird after that as it always felt like people were trying to subtly convert me or talk down to me, but I've gotten used to it. Now I'm graduating from college with a degree in physics in two weeks and I have a great relationship with both my parents and I still go to church on holidays or when my mom wants me to. I describe myself as an agnostic atheist now and as I still don't believe in God personally, but I'm cool with faith, still iffy on organized religion as a concept. I know that I'm very lucky to have parents who are accepting of my beliefs, but I still wanted to share my personal struggle with religion. Love your podcast so much and thank you for allowing me to share my story. Thank you for sharing. That's that was cool. about that was about the nicest one I could, like the best yeah, outcome yeah. that I could find. But I yeah, it made me feel like a little bit of that to me is how like if you are hardcore in your faith, fine. Yeah. That's how it should be. Don't pressure. I mean, the, your kids even like if that mom is so cool to be like, that's fine. You don't want yeah. to. If you want to come with me to this, but like, I don't care that you don't believe in it. Just yeah. like humor me. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? And or not like, even like come because I'm trying to change your mind. It's come because like this is my job. Yeah, and, and I it want makes, my family to be there. Yeah. Like to support me kind yeah. of a thing. But like, I don't care that you don't believe. Yeah. 
that to me is like, if you feel that strongly about your faith, awesome. Be that kind of, yep. you know, Christian, Catholic. Yeah. Human. Human. <laughs> um, Just believe what you want to believe and you don't have to change everybody else's mind. I know it feels like you have to because everybody's telling you you have to save, save people, people. But some people don't need to be saved. Oh my gosh. Okay. Don't save her. Go. She don't want to be saved. Okay. It's so funny that that's the song that you went to because <laughs> I went to a Sarah Bareilles song. <laughs> um, go listen to King of Anything. Yes. Sarah Bareilles. Because <laughs> yeah. she says, um, oh, fuck. Hate to break it to you, babe. I'm not drowning. Yep. There's no one here to save. So. <laughs> yes. We don't need saved. We don't need saved. You can believe what you want to believe, and I fully support you using your faith or your religion to get you through whatever you need to get through or just to find any amount of peace or happiness. But you can keep that to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And also, I just want to say that, like, if there is anyone who is kind of like me who has been deconstructing their belief system and feeling really just unsettled being in a place of organized religion um but are scared because there is a sense of community and a sense of family and a sense of belonging there please let us be that yeah. for you let There's this community so many of us here be that, that are for you all, obviously that's why i loved these stories because it was like And again, there's so many more that were all like this that I wish I could have told all of them. But it was all kind of the same thing. And I was like, how beautiful that now we're all in this collected place. And like, you don't have to. I mean, it's hard because they're not physically there, but it is a beautiful thing to have people who are all exist in the world somewhere. Yeah. Going through kind of the same thing and, and deconstructing and learning how to navigate the world without that. Yeah. That you can kind of hold on to for support. Yeah. We're all going to get matching Nikes. Nike. <laughs> I was like, I'm what? Kidding. I thought you had tattoos. I was like, just the Nike swoosh. Yeah, that's how we all know we're in the same club. No. Yeah. And, and I can we? A cult joke. I get it. I get yeah. it. I get it now. Cults. Yeah. Um. And then you guys can all come with me while I get this cross on my back tattooed. Over. <laughs> oh yeah. Because that's what when I was deep in my faith. Yeah. And I remember I was like, look, I got my cross tattoo. I didn't really know that much. I was just really like, I fucking love Jesus. Yeah. And uh, I remember they were like yeah you're going to hell now because you ruined your body and i was like tight 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 i didn't read that part (laughs) (laughs) oh whoops well someone should have gave me the notes that's cool um anyways i can't stop thinking about how embarrassed i am that i sang that song to you so no you did such a good (laughs) job well beautiful but it was just so it was just so very serious and now all i keep hearing in my head is like way to go try hard (laughs) did you really have to do that you could have just spoken anyway i'm i'm gonna go um think about what i've done <laughs> you did good thanks um that'll do pig thank you <laughs> thank you thank you for reading those stories i know yeah. that was probably really intense especially because like it, reading things like that is like reliving your own i did trauma, and so. i wanted to i really do care so much like i'm not kidding you all feel like my freaking family and so like mm-hmm. i would even if i didn't add them i read through most there was yeah. like every time I refreshed the page there was like 20 more <laughs> but I felt like you deserve to have someone read it and so yeah. I did and I took it all in and I fucking got angry for you I got sad for you and yeah and we're happy that it was just like even cathartic for some people yeah to just and it be was able to get it out some people were like I don't care if you don't read this but yeah. like I just wanted to say it yep out loud yeah you are valid we love you we appreciate you mm-hmm. um and 
if you have made it this far and you like us and you want to hang out with us, this feels like a weird time to plug it. This feels like we're now passing around the collection plate. I was just going to mention our Moment House show. We are doing a Moment House show. So. <laughs> Next Sunday. Yeah. Um, at 8 p.m. Eastern. You can get tickets at momenthouse.com slash ladies and tangents. Please we'll come. be it's doing. It's going to be so fun. We're going to have a much better vibe than this. Oh my gosh. I can show you all the stuff that came in. <gasps> yeah. There's going to be an inflatable. A palm tree cooler for yeah. us, and yeah. I got a big old beach backdrop. And it's gonna be—I feel like it's gonna be very much like the last time, interactive. Yep. So if you want to come and have fun too, because we're gonna use your things for like Mad Libs yep, and stuff. Yep. We're gonna do—we're it's gonna be very—we're gonna do Mad Lib karaoke group activities. Yep, <laughs> I'm very excited. I got us shirts to do puff paint. Yay! Woo-hoo! Okay, I'm excited. All right, um, that's that on faith. 2.0. Uh, thanks for hanging out, everyone. We love you so much. We will see you next week. All right. We're out. Goodbye. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.